right, welcome to the podcast. We're in a very special gathering right now with our Gateway staff. Our Gateway San Jose campus staff is here. And of course we have, a, we have staff in seven cities, hard to believe that, but our San Jose campus has gathered and we are in a moment of celebration with our founding pastor, Dr. Emmanuel Canastracy. And originally we were thinking about having a conversation about culture and so on. And I said, let's turn the camera on because our staff would ask some questions, but also you're going to give some answers that I think anyone in Gateway would want to hear. So let's talk. Now, you don't even know what we're going to talk about yet. So I hope you're not nervous. Let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> he is the king of Okay. Yeah. What I, what I thought I would do is do a little warm up. I'll, I'll, I'm going to say a word. And then I want you to say whatever comes into your mind. You're the founding pastor of Gateway City Church. You've traveled the world for 70 plus years in ministry. And if I say a certain word, I know you're going to have a thought. And so let's start with this word, um, humility. Humility is when a person realizes that any good thing that he was able to experience in the church dimension is God's honor and glory. And it's not for him to be the superstar. There's no such thing as a minister that's a superstar. Everybody that's saved is a superstar. Yeah. If they let Jesus be Lord and honor. Because you're the are not, I'm the are nots. <laughs> He's looking for the are nots. Are nots. I'm not saying are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if God said, He's, he's calling the Arnauts. You see you. He said, you see your calling. Mm -mm, you know. He wasn't insulting you. He was showing you how God and his power and love and grace can take you and make something out of you that not only you would respect, but the world would respect. Amen. Beautiful. Love it. Intimacy with God. Uh, you can't be a real Christian. Believe me, <laughs> you can be a church member, but you can't be a real Christian if you don't love God enough to have intimacy with Him on a daily basis. I pray every day I get up. Well, I have to get up because my wife is not... Uh, but I, I spent two to three hours in prayer. I have to. First of all, I was dying. Secondly, my wife is in trouble. Thirdly, the world's going to hell in heaven. <laughs> Somebody's got to pray. Yeah. <laughs> but in order to be intimate with God, you've got to enjoy it. You've got to want to do it. Intimacy. Everybody say intimacy. Intimacy. You know, it's... Just, Lord Jesus, bless me, bless this food, in Jesus' name. I know that's not intimacy. 
falling in love with Jesus, loving to tell him how much you love him. A little tears is okay once in a while. A brokenness and about bragging, that's what God wants. He don't need it, he wants it. And uh, the beautiful thing about your church, our church, is that we know that anything we can do without prayer isn't worth doing. We know that. We've been taught that, not, not just by me, by every prophet and every wonderful revival that has hit us over the years. It's God doing the work. Therefore, let me just end this question by saying, the best is yet to come. <laughs> Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Um, anointing. Uh, the thing that made me the happiest that I've ever been in ministry happened here in the church. A man walked in, I think I told you yesterday, walked in. We were kind of merging in a Bible college, I think. With a, and I didn't know the man. I, I know you knew the man. But he, he walked and I was sitting with Pastor David and his wife. And he said, oh, awesome, see you, sir. I thought, well, who, who is he? I'm gonna, I won't swear, who to heaven was he? <laughs> you know? and, and I was shocked. And he said, I got a word for you. Do you remember that anyway? David Sell, I think, was the president of Northern California Bible College. Yeah. And I said, well, give me the word. And uh, when he gave me the word, he said two things. I will always have the anointing. Yeah. I wanted to get up and run around the building. Always have the anointing. I've been critical of preachers. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> they can say a lot of Hebrew and Greek, but <laughs> I know a little Hebrew. He has a restaurant I know a little Greek. <laughs> He's a <tenor. laughs> You gotta have the anointing. You gotta have the anointing. It is the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing, it's not your personality, it's not your education. It's the anointing of the Spirit of God that caused people who doesn't even understand, uh, you know, why, one man said, why the heck am I here? <laughs> they, 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 that's a powerful thing that melts people's hearts. Yeah. And uh, the anointing, I can't explain what it is, but I can tell you what it is. <laughs> and when that man said that, I said, I can't say that I've been anointed all these uh, 74 years, but I, I peek in this book and somebody thinks I had it. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> and we give all the glory and all the praise to God. Yeah. All the glory and all the praise to God. And uh, I know that. I am positive 
And if in case I forget it, I always have somebody to remind me. <laughs> Not with a smile. No. Okay, this is a phrase. Ministry wounds. The thing that most people don't expect is that you're going to have the anointing of God, that you're going to have the call of God, that you're going to have the gift of prophecy, the laying on the hand, and never experience negative. You don't know your Bible, I'm so sorry. You think that, oh yeah, but it says you're going to have peace. Oh, it says you're going to have joy. Oh, you're going to be rich. The fact that you're not going to hell, that's about the biggest riches <laughs> you can ever have. You're going to have trials, you're going to have tests, you're going to have, you know, fires and floods. People are not going to always believe that you're on, uh, you know, who you are. And uh, have my share of it. You know what? The ten people that was over to Robin's house yesterday, the MITs, they can remember when you were there, when the bus filled with 50 of our kids. That's right. Mac Stanton didn't know what to turn left when the axle broke, other things happened. Coming home from a youth camp. A youth camp. A rented bus, the axle broke on a downhill on a downhill road in the mountains, a winding road with no, you know, you're on those roads and you look down and it's a valley over here and it's a, a mountain. Thirty feet down if you if thirty feet down. Lost its brakes. And so what were you what were you saying about that? Well, I don't know why I said I hope I hope it just crashes into the mountain. It'll damage the car. I was following behind in my Cadillac. <laughs> and there was these kids. The thing that thrilled me, he was not a prophet, he was not a preacher, he was not. But he got the revelation, it'd be easier to hit the mountain than to go over. But the fact is, with that horrible thing, I'm seeing 30 and 40 or 50 kids singing, Joy is the flatbed is flown from the castle up, and the cars are blocks down the roadway, and the kids are dancing, and there was nobody bleeding, and no, nobody. Yeah. That's, that's a miracle. That's the way. That God protects us. And if He allows something negative to happen, He turns all things. Something, no, all things. No, most things. No, all things work together for good. How many things? Well, take my wife for it. Well, God, you take her. <laughs> Even that will work for your glory if you repent. I walked in. To pick up with my daughter. Look, now where are you? Is this true? Yeah. A man started talking to me like he knew me. And I said, Where do you know me from? And he was asking me questions, Gloria. 
And I, I said, you must be a 10 now. He says, I am. And I said, well, how do you know me? Why are you talking? And he said to me, I have lots of problems. And his wife is sitting next to him with one seat in between with a little four-month baby. And he embarrassed me when he said, I got problems with my wife. Uh, you're going to have problems. You're going to have difficulties. You're going to have challenges. But God said all things will work together for good. To those who love the Lord. To call according to his purpose. And as I said yesterday, I thought, I've never heard anybody preach it. What made Paul was the negative. I thank God, he says. I, he said, I take, I take <laughs> pleasure in praise. I, I take praise. I take pills. I mean, all <laughs> He understood nobody could name the horror of his life. Killing Christians, sleeping, tied to a, a guard, the smell in the, in the jails, the beatings, the stonings. And yet he, he, he's called the chief writer. The New Testament. I mean, I've suffered. I come from a family of, of nine children, poverty. I know what it is just to eat milk after milk, just soaking a stale piece of bread and coffee. I know what it is to have my dad use Scotch tape for my shoes because I had to walk to school. And telling you about zero weapons. I know what hardships are. I know what difficulties are. Because I know what it means when God arrests you and gets you. He gives you peace and joy and understanding. And I don't question God. When I was told I got cancer. The devil said, you're dead. Well, all the chemistries he children are dead now. Not, not the nephews and grandkids, but all my brothers and sisters are all in heaven. And the devil said, you're next. <laughs> I don't mind going to heaven, but I want to go right away. <laughs> awesome. I don't. I really want to go preach. Thanks for having me preach yesterday because you want, want to ask a lot of questions. I snuck in. I snuck in some preaching. <laughs> we kind of knew that would happen. I snuck it in. We kind of knew. <laughs> dogs just dogs bark, cats meow, and you preach. <laughs> no. So I, got, I don't want to compliment David just to have a couple. But he's had a whole lot. Good and bad helping me become a better preacher. <laughs> and uh, 
of the ministry. They don't want to be a doctor, a lawyer, I'm not saying that that's what it's just that I love church. I love church. If you read this book, there's not a lie in it or an exaggeration. I love church. I'm the only canistracy that dad would let go to an all-night prayer meeting when I was five years old. <laughs> but what do you like about praying? I like laying on the floor under the spirit of the Lord. It was And that those older people would allow me to get up and speak in tongues and interpret the message to the five-year-old I wasn't showing off. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know the, you know, uh, history in Greek and Hebrew. I didn't know what I was doing. But it sure felt good. It it felt good. And it still feels good. It feels good being here. When you you, you go to Calvary Gospel Temple, you have just a few little seats and some people, and you can say you enjoy it. That was a great time in your life. Well, you saw it was a great time in your life because you saw a lot of those people there. It's just the fact you, if you if you have the anointing and you see someone open, to, don't stop until you pray for them. I have never been asked, will you shut up when we pray? Even at the airport, when these guys that want to check you all out and you see your driver's license and your, I just say, you know, I want to thank God for you. You're protecting us. Can I just say a, a little blessing? Awesome. Nobody has ever said no. <laughs> this is an unhappy world. They need, and that's why he said that you should say, uh, bless thee. You know? You can give blessings. What's, does anybody know how to quote that? Yeah. And we're going to speak. He told the children of Israel. Blessings. What else? Mm. Peace. We've got it. The devil tells us we don't have it. Only the guys on the platform have it. That's the big lie. I walk out sometimes with those on the platform because they don't have it. They just try to make it up. But you've got it. You're the light. You're the hope. Because there's nothing any greater in all the universe than the church of Jesus. You say, but Jesus, no, Jesus is in his church. The church is Christian, Christ. And so, the only hope heaven has, it's not the Republicans, I'm sorry, it's not the Democrats, the independents, it's not the colleges, it's not the schools. The only hope for the world is the Church of Jesus Christ. And when you're sitting here on staff in a church, God expects you to be the light and the salt. Amen. Amen. Is it right? That brings me to the next word. Souls. Souls.
Wow. Is that S-O-U-L-S? Yes, sir. The Lost. I am, I am not wanting to be real critical, but I can't understand. Anybody who wants to go to heaven doesn't want to take some people with them. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you're afraid they're going to call you stupid, great. Because if you're, if you're called stupid, God's got a special reward for you. Because yeah. <laughs> he said that's the kind of people you... He didn't get the priest from the synagogue to be preachers. He got fishers. Like Peter. <laughs> he got common, ordinary people and gave them the gift to win souls. See, what, what everybody says, I am not called to preach. What are you called to do? You, if you read your Bible, he commissions and calls everyone, go ye into all the world. Win souls, pray for the sick. Someone said, I don't have the gift of healing. You have the giver of the gift in you. <laughs> it's just like I gave, I gave a pastor a check for $500. But it said, for Emmanuel Canastrasi's birthday. But they made it up the gateway. God is giving you a gift. And you're saying, you're not Oral Roberts. Thank God you're not. You're not William Brenham. Thank God you're not. You, you are you. God uses different personalities. Mm -hmm. This is what makes the gospel so effective. Because you don't have to be a movie star. You don't have to be a celebrity. I am not a celebrity. Uh, I have to read this book. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw those people buying those books, I said, Woo! <laughs> this has never happened. Somebody special. <laughs> but the thing is, if you're not winning souls, I have to tell you, you're not going to be blessed. Mm. It is so, so filled with pressure when someone hugs you. Thank you. You were that big of Christ. Wow. Yeah. That's more than winning. That's more than winning. The Lord, yeah. somebody save you. Still save. I have ten of them over to house yesterday. I turned up. They're still safe. They're still loving God. Mm -hmm. They're still loving church. One of them said, I'm, I gave up my church and I'm going to retire. Would you sign my book? And I said, There is no retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Permission denied. <laughs> yeah, there's a big church in San Jose. And I went because it was a retirement conference and every big preacher in the world there that he knew. And there was a group gathering around the prophesy over him. He said, I see apostasy. I want you to come over here for my retirement. And I want you to pray for me and have a word. 
And I thought, oh God, thank you, thank you, God. I ran there. And just say it the Lord, there's no such thing as retirement. True story. Was anybody there? <laughs> you will reach leadership. You've been in leadership. If you don't have to pastor a church in order to be used of God, God is developing in you an ability to talk to leaders because you saw a church that you couldn't have, you couldn't have done that by yourself. Somebody yeah. had to help you do that. Mm -hmm. And why quit now? And I'm 90, I would have quit at 99 and go to be with my brothers and sisters and Jesus and with all the prophets. But I want to live. I don't think it's going to be 99. Maybe 98, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> let's get our vision up. Awesome, love you can't it. Stop. There's people quitting the church mad, running out because of you know. The church is the body of Christ. You don't demean the church. You don't quit the church. You are the church. And like I said. And I'm telling it all, there's only one church. Right. Not Methodist, Lutheran, Catholic, all of these. The body of Christ is one. Yeah. One. Put up your hand. One. That's the body of Christ. A building, that's not the body of Christ. But the people that are born again are the church, and God will use the church to turn the world back to God. Amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. And uh, I'm a soul winner. When they asked me to come to pastor the church, as I talked about yesterday, I said, I don't want a pastor. I'm a revivalist. Bob Mumford said, I think you ought to do it. Ralph Mahoney said, all of my friends, and I thought, they're all against me. <laughs> I know what I am. I'm a revivalist. I want to get people saved. And what did God do? Instead of those 20 older people, he sent me hippies. <laughs> you want to get people saved? Yeah. Young good, the greatest revival that ever hit America was the Jesus movement. <laughs> Can I tell you something? That's pennies worth compared to the revival that's coming. I prophesy this in the name of the Lord. The greatest revival that ever happened, both in Bible days or in our days, is yet to come. And it's going to come very, very soon. Because the church is going to rise up and be what they are. The church, the body of Christ, the soul winning. A church that loves to see people Cleanse and save and deliver. Amen. 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 I don't want to preach. That's good. All right. Here's here's the next leadership word: integrity. Well, when I was pastoring, one of the one of the buildings, I forget which one it is. A man came with a briefcase 
and uh, he had the church's book of checks miles away, states away. And he was writing checks out of the church money for whatever he wanted to buy. Integrity. Integrity. There are people that tie 1%. Integrity. It's 10%. You don't need to Greek to find that out. <laughs> it's ten percent. Any more than ten percent. But that's what he's asked for from everybody. Integrity. Don't cheat on your wife. Don't cheat on your husband. Discipline your children. Don't let them get away with being sassy and nasty. My dad didn't. He will tell you. He will tell you. His dad got. I didn't get it. They're all jealous of me. I didn't get it. I, I've never been get with Mr. Wong. Dad missed me when he was let me go. <laughs> he can tell you about that. You go ahead and tell him if you want. No, don't you tell him. Don't you insult this is your this is your interview. <laughs> don't you insult me and say that that I was spoiled. I, I wasn't spoiled. I, I was not spoiled for something that. that don't taste good. I was a cute little kid. Good mom and dad. These are great words, I mean <laughs> Discipline your children. Discipline your children. Don't be disciplined. My dad would say, this is going to hurt me more than it hurt you. <laughs> Discipline your children. Love them and let them know that you're loving them when you discipline. Uh, hatred or anger. And if Jesus lets you have a boil or a pimple or a sore foot or something, don't say he's forgotten you. It's the judgment of God upon you, lying devil. He said that we're going to go through tribulation and trials. But he said he never. That's about all I can say about what a Christian is. Sower, a Jesus lover, uh, if you fall in love, and I'll tell you this, to only tell you, you might get picked up on this. The Open Revival Tabernacle, or the Lord, was a nightclub, and Cecil J. Lawyer, Laurie, bought the nightclub. He's Kenny Foreman's father-in-law. I, as a kid, 
12, 13 years old, went up to Dr. Glory and said, I won't have all my permit with some, some guys and girls. He said, I can't give the keys to go put a revival camera out of the mall me. I said, lock us in the permit. Lock us in the permit. I want to pray all night. And he trusted me to open the door and give me the key, but open the door. And locked us in the prayer room. And we prayed, hey, it's fun to really pray. Because you're talking to God. You might not say the words that you think that He wants to hear, but neither do you spank your baby when the baby mumbles <laughs> or can't say, Mama. God loves to hear you. Awesome. Awesome. Sees all you do, he hears all you say. <laughs> and the kids in the prison locked in downtown. The pastor can trust you. Pray. Because if you don't pray, you'll go to heaven quicker. But you won't have rewards. There'll be people, because if the Bible is correct, how many believe it's correct? Yes, sir. How many believe God exaggerates? He said, Your, everything is going to be written down. You don't want to stand at the judgment seat of Christ and say, You only used God for your benefits, you only wanted God. People think you're a girl. Everything is going to be written down. And one thing you can do, even at this state in your life, remembering things that you did not repent of, and say to God, I am ashamed that I never really felt that was a bad or a bad thing. Forgive me. If anything's stacked up, I just hope you just just forgive me. I'll never do it. And it might be little things, but it's but it's you go to heaven. But I don't think that everybody goes to heaven is going to be equal. God is going to reward I used to say it as a kid, I don't know where I got it from. It's going to take angels to carry the load of the men that disciple me and the women that disciple me. I could just see angels having to carry the load of rewards. I want some too. How many want something? Yes. Yeah. I don't want a little house in heaven. The guy that wrote the song, you know. You know that song? I don't want a little home in heaven. I just want all that God wants to give me. 
I'd like to visit some more planets. <laughs> yeah, I would. I just can't conceive that there isn't somebody on those other planets. Billy Graham and I believe that there are. Yeah, so people are saying there's one of these things that are coming around. Yeah. 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 But so I believe that there is that God's got millions of stars and planets, and he's just not wasting his time. World without end. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. believe it too. Yes. You are the Billy Graham. I don't talk to aliens, but I do. <laughs> I know a few aliens. <laughs> What's amazing to me is I've got these words, these ministry leadership words written down, and he's almost read my mind. Like, my next word for him was going to be rewards. And you just got done talking about rewards. But to leaders that serve and sacrifice and push through the hard times and pay the price. Can I give a testimony of what my wife would probably say no and my daughter would probably say no? I sold my house. In this church, about the time, because this is God's church, and the rewards they gave me too much for my house. <laughs> Should I tell it? You used to well, say that hurt my honor rings. Well, <laughs> I was going to say you used to. You used to reassure me um, when when uh, we first were in the first ten years of ministry. You used to say, um, "God rewards those who serve Him. God knows how to take care of those who Absolutely. serve Him." Absolutely. Absolutely. They gave me too much money <laughs> for my house. And the guy that sold my house was a member of our church for a while. He said, I don't want any commission. Amazing. And he's trying to find me another one, so I'll move back. <laughs> I hope he does. No, anyway. God does reward. Does anybody believe that God rewards you? But don't covet. I don't want to be Oral Roberts. But I want the anointing that comes from God to be able to heal the sick and cast out devils and preach the gospel and get saved. People saved. Uh, I don't look like Oral Roberts. I don't look like William Branham. I don't look like Billy Graham. I don't want to be Billy Graham. I just want to be used of God to sing, to preach, to pray. Yeah. To be used of God to show someone the way. Yeah. Boy, that's, that's a reward. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting here, Seeing you people that are 
serving God and loving God and loving me a little more because I talk too much. <laughs> but sitting here in this building is God's reward to you. How could a little tiny church that met in about four, five seats in its start, how could they be in a building worth 20 million, 15 million, I don't know what, millions of dollars? Wow. Boy. It's your God. It's just so great, so wonderful. Thank God for the church. Pray for the church. Tell God to grow the church bigger and bigger and bigger. Not for show off, not for a book, but you will get rewards. And please don't be too humble and say, I don't want a reward, because he may give you something else. <laughs> <laughs> I want a reward. Yeah. Hallelujah. I do want a reward. I want. I want my wife healed. And I want it to close this meeting. We agree. With every one of you praying the best prayer you can pray. Yeah. That she will get healed. Why should I be healed and not my wife? Yes. I want her healed. Amen. I want her well. I want her. Now what I'm doing in meetings, when she can walk, she fell down a couple times and hurt herself bad. And we're having trouble. It takes my daughter Robin and I to lift her to get her back in bed. But I believe in you enough that if we, whatever, 20, 30 people that's here, agree together in prayer, we're going to see my wife yeah. be able to go to Hawaii with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm doing this, I'm testing her because she's a singer and she has dementia and she's forgotten the words of the song. And so what I do now is I say, two words or three words. Like to be used of God, and then just to sing, to preach, and start singing. Um, I say another thing, in church, pick her up, and I said, my wife's gonna sing. I say, you're gonna sing. And I will say, I'm gonna walk with Peter and Paul, and I stop. And she says, and I'm going to live in a beautiful home. <laughs> I've got so many, many years that I can't count them. And then she stops. And I say, You help her with the next line? <laughs> <laughs> she sings the whole song with ten verses. But anyway, <laughs> her memory can come back if you will agree with me. Yeah, and yeah. You can Let's take pray. that. All right. Yeah. Apostle C, we want to thank you for your love over the years and you know, like I said Sunday, everybody loves to hear you preach, but I wanted our staff and our team and our church to get the side of you that I got for the last 40 years, which wasn't just your preaching. It was your counsel, and it was your heart, and it was your, your what we've enjoyed right here. We love you. You're a treasure to us, and Sister C is as well. And your pain is our pain. Your burden is our burden, so let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for uh, 
how close you are to us, Lord. You're just a, a whisper away. You're tilting your ear down to hear us as we pray right now. You're a present help in a time of need, and this is a time of need. So without embarrassment, but with full assurance of faith, we come boldly before you, Lord, before your throne of grace for help. Yes. And we just cry out for your help, yes. for your grace, yes. for Sister C, Lord, yes. your daughter. We ask you today to remember her years of serving you. Remember the kindness that she has shown to the saints, Lord. Remember her heart of love. And we, we remember the miracles you've done for her, Lord. We remember how many times you've touched her, healed her. She had growths in her body. She had polio. She had all kinds of things. And Lord, we're just saying do it one more time. In this moment, Lord, when she needs a touch, her legs, her back, her muscles, her mind, her brain, Lord, her, her entire neurological system. Quicken her with the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Let her stand strong, Lord. Beside her husband. And Lord, let the legacy of this man and this woman, Lord, continue strong through us. We draw from them. And as they draw from you, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Gateway Leadership Podcast with David Kinestracy inspiring you to lead in every area of life. We'll be releasing a new episode every month, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next month.